0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the founder and host of this podcast and the company Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode is about how to stop pretending to be or wishing to be someone better, cooler, smarter, funnier, prettier, better mom, wife, sister, whatever it is for you. How to stop doing that. Because what I've found, at least for myself, is that this only makes you feel worse about who you are most of the time. And yes, it's great to see certain qualities and traits and talents, whatever, in someone else and want that for yourself and use that as kind of an inspiration to what you would like to be more of but you will never be them. You can only learn from them and try to ex- apply it to you in your unique situation. And I think this is a great episode for just life in general, but also how it goes along with your business and your career. Because when you do this, when you're trying to basically emulate someone you think is better, quote unquote, you're not leaning into what makes you great as a person. And that negatively impacts how you come across where you could actually be better off just leaning into it. So before I get into the episode, I wanted to quickly talk about the workbook that I created and is on my website currently. It is called Kill the Hustle, You're Marketing Your Business All Wrong, and that is a freebie in the episode Show Notes. You can grab the link to that. It's a free download. And I created this workbook essentially because I found a couple of common themes when I was talking to uh, women business owners when I was doing the marketing consulting calls with them. There was a couple of very clear themes that I'm going to list now it was, they didn't have a clear or actually unique unique selling point, USP. And because of that, their messaging was pretty muddled uh, and unclear. And so because of those things, they were never sure, you know, what to say consistently, how to best reach their audience, how to reach their ideal clients and how they were even getting their clients in a consistent way, what marketing tactics they should be using and marketing tactics are different than a strategy. So a lot of them weren't they didn't have a strategy. They were using tactics and that was the strategy. Like a lot of them were listing social media as a strategy, but it's not, it's a tactic over a bit to implement a bigger strategy. So, but the main things that I found were the unclear or not having a unique selling point, And then the messaging being unclear because there wasn't kind of a USB moral of the story, what they provided, who they were and what for situation. And so they were getting burned out and they had icky feelings about marketing. They just kind of generally were overwhelmed. And so this workbook strategy guide is about leaning into your USP, aligning your strengths with your marketing strategy and cutting out the time and energy suck activities that you can actually get rid of to feel more confident, and excited about your marketing plans that do lean on your strengths and that do go into your unique selling point. And so you can get to your ideal customers in a more consistent way. So you can grab that workbook in the episode show notes. You'll have that link there. It is a freebie. So without further ado, let's get into the episode today. I am completely talking to myself in this episode and others that feel this way, but when I first started Bare Minimum Babe and I started creating offers, my first offer was uh, consulting calls and like one-on-one just to kind of get a feel and that kind of thing. So when I first was doing that and trying to create content, I started off by looking at what had already been done and that was what I found. And I made a whole episode about this, um, literally episode three, you're not original and that's okay, it's hit to be square about how it's always best to start from some kind of inspiration or looking at something that has worked because no matter what we want to believe or think, we're just not unique and special and completely new in our ideas and thoughts and that sounds like a buzzkill, like I'm saying you're not a special snowflake. But nobody is, because if we're all special snowflakes, then nobody is. We're all a Frankenstein of our influences. We just are. Like, no idea has come that was just in a container by itself. It came from hearing something else, piecing together something you saw, hearing something from someone else, and, that like, all of the stuff, right? And so when you're starting something new, it's good to look at what has been successful, what has worked, what has not worked, and just kind of use that as a guide and baseline. Otherwise you're flying blind. And I I think even, I think this is Tony Robbins said this, but, uh, what is it? Success leaves clues. It leaves breadcrumbs. So that's, that's the point of it. So it is good to look at others and see what is being done to see what you could use for yourself in your situation. The issue is when you do that, it becomes A slippery slope to wanting to be like them, to want to do the things that they do like them, emulate all their stuff, basically just copy and paste their stuff onto you, not taking into consideration different people, different situations, everything's different, you know, except for maybe a handful of things that you want to maybe try to lean on and learn from. And so for me, for example, when I first started coming up with offers for Bare Minimum Babe, I was looking at consulting calls. And so what I knew from consulting calls is almost like a therapy. And what I was listening to with other podcasts, like other coaches that have podcasts and like YouTube and all that type of stuff of like other coaches and how they were and how they came across and how they got results and blah, blah, blah. They were more, they were like a calming presence. They were like a pathetic. They were almost like, I don't know, holistic therapy-ish. I don't know how to explain it. It was very calming, almost like I was like yoga. Like they were like making you like have therapy realizations about stuff and blah, blah, blah. So that is not me, right? That's just not me. But the issue is I was basing what a good coach slash consulting call, whatever was based on that. And so I was taking that into my consulting calls and trying to do that, but it wasn't really my habits. It wasn't in my nature and it it just wasn't. And so I was coming away like after fighting myself essentially to be more like this when it just wasn't who I was. I just needed to instead channel what I am into like a better version of that thing, a more calm, collected, whatever thing area and run with that. Right. And so for me and my calls, for example, I tend to be very excited. I tend to talk very fast, just in general. I'm actively trying to slow down now because I realize that sometimes comes across as I'm nervous, but I'm not nervous. It's just like a thing that I've always done. And I don't know again, because I've talked about this before, but I have bipolar too, and it has like anxiety and depression issues. Um, so that could be part of the anxiety stuff. I don't feel anxious, but I do like have more energy in my body. Like for example, right now, while I'm recording this to keep myself focused and to keep myself from fidgeting, I basically am fidgeting, but I'm channeling it into, I think it's a clear quartz palm stone. I'm literally just kind of circling it in my palms and like flipping it to channel the energy, the physical energy that I need to get out in order for me to focus on this and not be distracted by my cat doing something in the corner or just focusing, right? So in my calls, there are definitely ways that I could improve in terms of like my excitement and my wanting to help. But it is not something that I would have to completely change about myself. It turned out to be something that I needed to just hone And give like a like a point, like give it a point to 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 go at, right? And I realized this when I was like crying to my husband. And I've talked about this before. It was just like this one time that I was just really overwhelmed and thinking that, like, I don't think I'm good at this. I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with this now. I don't think I'm good at this, blah, blah, blah. And anyways, I was saying it's because I imagine these conversations and these consults and all that stuff would go how I was picturing it based on looking at other people and the other things I saw, which was more like the calming and pathetic, those types of things. That was almost like a therapist in a way, but like a business therapist. But through talking to him, I realized that I'm just higher energy. I tend to be more animated. I'm more excited to share and not saying that others aren't or they're not, but I don't have a calming energy. I don't have that energy and I've never given that off. And I realized that. I liked the other vibes of calming and then other people were doing because I liked them balancing what I wasn't. And it was the opposite of what I was And the grass is always greener, right? You need like the yin to the yang. So that's why I liked it. And that's why I tended to gravitate towards a little bit in what I wanted to emulate. But that wasn't my strength. My strength is in the excitement, the action for change and the higher, e- the higher energy level on wanting to work on things, like seeing something and working through it and just trying something immediately to get going, even if it's not the right or perfect thing. This is kind of like that Albert Einstein quote of everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. But instead of stupid, even if it's just different talent, skill sets, whatever, It doesn't match with what it's able to do. Like the fish probably doesn't want to be a leopard so it can climb trees. It's probably pretty chill hanging in the ocean where the leopard can never go. There's different strengths to different people. Like, yes, it's pretty cool what the one person has, but it's also pretty cool what the other person has. So you can maybe see like the fish could see like, oh, he's going really fast, the leopard. Maybe I could try to go fast too. Like you can try to emulate things, but you'll never be that thing. And so to try and make yourself fit will not work long term And so I bet you're the same, like as me was saying, I wanted to be more calming and like therapy-ish and empathetic. Like maybe you wish you were, I don't know, cooler, you made cooler videos or that maybe you came off differently. Like you were funny or, or someone who seems to be doing it so well, but really they just have different strengths. That's all it is. And I talk about this in the freebie that I was talking about earlier in this episode, uh, the workbook, Kill the Hustle, that is in the show notes. But I talk about this in the workbook about how it's so easy to slippery slope into the comparisons and look at how someone else is succeeding, quote unquote, and how they're living, how their career is going off their business, whatever, and think, why is X, Y, Z so easy for them? And how can I take from that and learn from it? Like, it's really helpful to see what kind of is working for them, but it becomes that slippery slope of why is it not working for me? Like what is wrong with me or what I'm saying that that isn't working. And to be sure, it can be that you're doing something that isn't resonating. Like again, like I talked about with, maybe your messaging isn't clear and you need to hone down or whatever it is, but that might not be the case. Like there might not be anything wrong with it. It might just not be a fit for you because that's just not where your strengths lie, right? So I think it is helpful to look at people to be like, okay, they seem really persuasive and they're getting stuff done. How are they getting people to be convinced? Like maybe what language are they using? How are they using their body language? What tone of voice? Like what kind of, like that's really helpful. But in those types of situations, if you're comparing somebody, like if you're comparing yourself to somebody like that and trying to get better, the issue is sometimes you're focusing too much on your quote unquote negatives. And I'm saying negative and air quotes here because it might not actually be a negative. It might just not be the strength that you would want. You know, like maybe someone that's very chatty and persuasive and all those types of things wishes they had something more calming. Like I wish I was more calming of a presence, but I'm not, but someone else might see me and think like, wow, she's so chatty and she's high energy. That sounds really cool. But like, you have no idea, right? And so some people might be looking at you for the exact opposite reasons that you're looking at them. And like I said, for me, I realized like, yes, during the calls, I realized I needed to rein back some of my energy and be more structured and figure out a better, more cohesive way to get my information and my help across to actually help. But I didn't need to become a completely different person. And that was what I was thinking of when I was crying to my husband and panicking. It wasn't I had to be someone else. It was like, oh, I should probably like it seems like the main issue is I should probably talk slower because I tend to talk very quickly when I'm excited. And like I said, that sometimes comes across as nervous when i just talk like this all the time. And by this i mean i'm actively trying to talk slower right now because i realized that that might be an issue with me trying to help is if i say something and then i immediately go to the next thing because that's where my train of thought is and i have to like, you know, get it out and that's i'm just going going going. I haven't given the other person the time and space to be like yeah, i'm not giving them the time to actually like let it digest. And actually think about what I said, because I go to the next point. So while they're thinking about the point I previously made, I'm giving another point that they're now missing because they're still kind of comprehending and like reflecting on the previous point, or they're just so overwhelmed that they can't focus on what I'm saying because I'm just going, going, going. And I talked about this a little bit too, in providing value versus proving value in episode 25, where yeah, at the first couple of calls, I definitely felt like I had to prove that I had value in the new capacity. And so that was part of it. But generally I talk fast. I just do. Right. And so it means I need to realize that it is, could be a problem for what I'm doing. Like it has not been a problem up until now when I was trying to do this type of situation of consulting calls. It had never been a problem before that I'm aware of. It's only a quote problem because of what I'm trying to do now. And like I said, I need to let them think and actually reflect. I haven't had to be in this capacity before. It's still me to fix this, but it's just a more deliberate and focused me. That's really all it was. Like if I slowed down and was more deliberate that I think like 70% of my own battle would be solved. I would just have to put my energy into maybe one idea instead of all the ideas, all the action items, I hone it on one thing to end up to make a greater impact, but I didn't realize this until I had my talk with my husband. And then I also anxiously panic emailed my therapist. who I haven't had a session with at that point in like a year. And I told her all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel really anxious, whatever. And she was like, Amanda, that just sounds like you being you, like your husband's right. You just tend to have a lot of energy and you're excitable when you see stuff and you want to help. So basically, again, the point was, that's just you. That's not a negative. That's just you. Just be more deliberate with it. So if I wanted to be better at consulting, coach, whatever it is I want to do, I I could have tried to mold myself into what I viewed as a great coach, consult, whatever, which is very calming and gentle vibes and holistic and all that. But it's just not me. And so it's just not me. And that, I'm using that as an example because that was like a recent one that I had that I was like feeling really bad about that I was like, okay, I'll never be successful because I just don't have that. I don't know where my where I would fit in in this scenario with my personality, my energy, my views, whatever. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. It could just be part of my unique selling point essentially and how I come across and what I bring. <laughs> Well, yes, you can gain inspiration and see qualities and want to take some for yourself and kind of wear it like a coat and like try it on and like get inspiration for it and see like, okay, how can I, how can I learn from that? How can I apply it to me? You don't necessarily need to become a completely new person with a new personality, with different strengths, with different qualities. Some things are just inherent to who we are and how we're made up with a mix of nature and nurture. So to fight against that will be much, 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 much harder to do and impossible to maintain long-term than if we had just leaned into our strengths and just learned how to hone them better. So what are your strengths? I talk about this in the workbook because I think it's so important to reflect on this, especially as a business owner or just trying to be better in your career because it will change how you what your output is and how you come across and how you try to do your messaging and how you kind of create things. So often I found, and for myself and what I found, especially with like the women, I was also consulting is that we're basically strong arming ourselves into our weaknesses because we're not realizing they're a weakness that we're not actually good at. And we, it doesn't fit us. It doesn't even matter if we're good at it. It just doesn't fit us. You could be good at something because you're just doing it the way that you've seen it and you're, you're, you know, you're kind of copy and pasting it onto yourself, but it doesn't mean you like it. It doesn't mean it fits for you. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right, which is partially why in marketing, a lot of times some things might feel icky for you because it's not actually aligned with what your strengths are and what you like and kind of like what you want to be about. It doesn't align. You're just seeing what someone else is doing their success with it. And you're like, Oh, this clearly worked. It's kind of like a one, two, three situation. I just need to do this. And it could work, but it might not work on the scale that it worked for somebody else because it's not your strengths. It was playing on their strengths, not yours. You know, like for example, uh, you like, I don't know, you're really good at storytelling. You like being the center of attention. And so when you're trying to, you know, market and sell things in your business, You might really love doing like Facebook lives and TikTok videos and all those things that could be amazing for you while maybe doing blogs could be really boring and stuffy, but you try to do it because people say you should with creating lots of written content first and blogs and all this stuff, but you won't be in your zone of genius. And it would be better to make entertaining videos and be in front of others in that capacity that you like and then try to repurpose that content and maybe transcripts or little snippets with captions or something like it would make it would not make sense for you to do the opposite to like start with the writing form first of writing blogs in the back end thing. It would make more sense to be on the front end, like in people like in person and like the presentations and like the doing the live so you can actually interact with people so you can tell stories and then figure out a way to repurpose those skills into the written form if you need it, or just hire someone else to do it. There's tons of copywriters, for example, or fliss- flipping that example, let's say you're forcing yourself into making TikToks, Amanda. I realize this for myself. I don't like being the center of attention, quite honestly. It makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. And I also feel like super cringy when I'm making these videos and I'm like, the background's gross. I feel weird. I'm like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just talking to the camera. It makes me feel weird, but I recognize it's important in a, you know some capacity. But you can see that I'm not super comfy with it. And because I'm not comfy with it, I don't like doing it. So I put off doing it. I kind of like don't do that well at it. So people can tell who really enjoy making that kind of content versus not. Usually, you know, sometimes they can't tell that you're faking it. Like I used to do this on stage when I was in the cover band. Like I wasn't mentally really there. It was like I put on a fake me. So people that came up were like, wow, you have great energy. But it wasn't me. Like I was putting on a fake me. I actually didn't want to be there and I would run in between sets to the bathroom to hide because I didn't actually want, I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to be the center of attention. I just wanted to hang out by myself and like calm down basically. Like I, I don't think they could tell based on the feedback. Like, so sometimes people can't tell, but I feel like most of the time they can tell or at the very least the consistency of it because you're more likely to put out more content of that kind so you can be more consistent because you're doing something that you already like and that you're already good at. So what are your strengths? What are the strengths of yours that you're undervaluing or maybe trying to twist into something else because maybe you view it as a negative or you haven't fully realized the potential of it or that it even is the way that it is, you know? And if you don't know, because sometimes we're a little harsh and maybe not objective to ourselves, obviously, if you don't know, ask some people that you're close to, what they love about you. They're probably going to say the same basic themes of things. They might not word it the same way, but they're probably going to say similar-ish things that you can pinpoint like, oh, it's that I'm very honest. Oh, they think I'm funny. Oh, they think this. Those are my strengths. Okay. If those are my strengths, how do I put that into how I show up in a more purposeful way? Thank you again for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum, babe. I hope that this episode was helpful for you in that realizing that maybe the things that you think you need to improve on are maybe just strengths. You just need to hone them in a more purposeful way. And looking to other people is great for inspiration and wanting to be more like certain characteristics or see like, I want to have that talent, that quality, that skill, whatever, but you cannot be that person. You cannot be what they are, who they are, how they're doing it, the way that they're doing it. You show up the way that you show up based on your experiences in the way that you are as a person. These things can be honed and made more purposeful in a more positive way. So leaning into your strengths instead of strong arming yourself into your weaknesses or trying to kind of be a different way is not a long-term solution and will only make you feel worse a lot of times because you're just constantly comparing yourself and thinking something's wrong with you because you're not able to show up in the capacity that somebody else is because of their different situation and their different strengths. And that's okay. Just figure out your strengths and hone them. So I'm gonna end that episode now. Once again, I will remind you that I have a free strategy workbook and guide called Kill the Hustle, You're Marketing Your Business All Wrong. That is in the episode show notes. If you wanna grab a copy of that, it's just in the link below. It will help you get more clear on what your unique selling point is, how to align your strengths with your marketing strategy and how to, after you do both of those things, basically cut out all the time and energy suck activities that you might currently be doing. To lean into your strengths. That was the entire point of this episode essentially is learning and to lean into your strengths and how that aligns with how you show up and how you market and how all those things are connected. So I will end this episode now and I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will be in your ears next week. Bye.